Hey everyone, it's your host of See Jurassic Right, Stephen Ray Morris here, just dropping in to say, I hope you've been enjoying all the new episodes in 2023 and 2024 so far. There are new interviews with filmmakers, musicians, scientists, the screenwriter of Land Before Time, audio essays about the rich history of the Jurassic Park and Jurassic World franchise, and all the news about the upcoming animated show Jurassic World Chaos Theory and the as-of-yet untitled Jurassic World sequel coming next summer. I really need your help supporting the show right now, and you can do that by leaving a tip and or giving a monthly follow on Patreon, patreon.com slash There are $1 and $5 tiers, but more is coming. Sharing the show, giving five-star reviews in Apple Podcasts, and liking and commenting on social, at Stephen Ray Morris on Instagram and Twitter, goes a long way to help boosting the show's visibility again online in this new era. I'm an independent podcaster and your support is so important and means the world to me in keeping this podcast running. Link to the Patreon is in the show notes. Hold on to your butts. Thank you. And now on to the show. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Steven, thank you so much for creating this podcast. I am obsessed with dinosaurs and Jurassic Park. I'm so excited for Fallen Kingdom. I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about Halloween because uh, for me as a kid, I literally was a T-Rex for, like, I think three or four years in a row, um, which was crazy because I loved Halloween, but, like, I loved dinosaurs more, and I just – I was like, I just want to be a T-Rex again and again. Um, and this year is really special because I just got all of the pieces for my Ellie Sattler costume. Um, so I'll post pictures of it on my Twitter. Yeah, and then just another thing I wanted to mention, uh, this is, like, super weird. So I used to work at a Barnes & Noble, like, the Starbucks inside Barnes & Noble, and I used to serve this guy every day that we called Dr. Bob. And it literally, like, it was, like, three months until I realized that – um, he was actually the famous paleontologist, Bob Backer, and he, um, which is amazing because he was like a consult or he like helped, uh, with the making of like the first couple movies. Um, and he was mentioned in the first movie when Tim is getting in the car and he's like, and then another guy named Backer, he said that that one, that scene, he mentioned him. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, so it was crazy. And, um, one day he like brought in, I like told him, I like came out to him about like my dinosaur obsession. And the next day, he brought in these um, Velociraptor bones, and I got to touch, like, a real Velociraptor bone, and I got to touch it, and it was like, I wanted to cry, because it was so amazing. Um, but anyway, another fun fact about him is, uh, in the second movie, the guy with, like, the long beard and the glasses um, that gets eaten by the T-Rex in the waterfall, 
he actually, um, that's like a caricature of him, which I thought was really, really interesting as well. But anyway, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. Sorry it took me a million, million times to get that out. But thanks again, Stephen. Have a good day. Bye. Welcome to See Jurassic Right, the mini spooky Halloween edition. Uh, yeah, today's Halloween when this comes out. Um, thank you, Christy, for that awesome email. Uh, we just talked about um, Dr. Robert Burke in The Lost World. That is so amazing that you got to, uh, that you saw him all the time and, and he brought in uh, some fossils for you to look at and stuff. That's really amazing. Thank you, Christy. Uh, I really enjoyed your email. Um, and yeah, send me some, I want to see what your Halloween costume looked like this year. Uh, I'm sure it was fucking awesome. Um, so yeah, I wanted to open this episode with just Halloween stuff. Um, people have been sending in their costumes and, you know, tagging me on Twitter and Instagram and, um, and sending in emails and obviously got a voicemail and all that stuff. So before we dive into people's costumes, I just wanted to dive into a brief history of my Halloween Jurassic Park thing. And it's funny because I've been posting pictures of myself in Jurassic Park costumes over the years on my Instagram and Twitter and Facebook. But I actually haven't dressed up for Jurassic Park stuff that much for Halloween. It's just been other occasions. It's just been Jurassic Park parties, birthday parties, uh, other events. But I did dress up as that really creepy, gross Velociraptor costume when I was a kid. Um you know, jury's still out if there's a picture of it around, but hopefully one day I'll find it. Um, but I've dressed as Dr. Ian Malcolm for my 22nd birthday, which I've talked about in um, the first episode. And then Annie talked about it in the most recent uh, Lost World episode. I also dressed up as Dr. Alan Grant for multiple occasions, including um, the two Broke Geeks video, um, How to Throw a Jurassic Park Party, and also with Omar and Mia when... Uh, we uh, basically did like this um, thing for Geek and Sundry. We we're just dancing in Halloween costumes. Um, so that was Halloween. Um, also, uh, I dressed up as Owen from, uh, you know, a.k.a. Uh, Chris Pratt from uh, Jurassic World for my friend Chris Bermontes. Um, he did a he did a really funny parody video before Jurassic World came out, um, set to a whole new world, except it was Jurassic World. Um, so I dressed up as Owen for that. And then Halloween a couple years ago, I dressed up as Tim and my ex dressed, dressed up as Lex uh, for Halloween. So I've definitely done um, a lot dressing up as a lot of Jurassic Park characters. Uh, this year, I was thinking about doing a couple different things, but I couldn't get together in time. But um, that's why I was like, I want to hear other people's Jurassic Park costume stories because I didn't get to do it this year. So, uh, yeah, let's dive in. So the first email is from Ellen. She says, greeting Stephen Ray Morris. My name is Alan, and I thought I'd share my Jurassic Park story. I grew up watching most of the Jurassic Park trilogy on TV. I love the cinematography with the music that instilled and heightened my emotions. I would watch these films with my father, who really cultured my love of films, along with my other favorite sci-fi adventures with Indiana Jones, Star Wars, and eventually Aliens. When I was young and through high school, I would sequester myself and grew up imagining myself into other weird cult classic films and wanting to live in movies from the, from the 80s, early 90s. Why doesn't my life have an 80s soundtrack? I know, right? Um, I think it was the rugged male characters that drew me in their knowledge and capabilities impressed, 
impressed me at an impressionable age. I probably saw my dad in these characters and read way too much Clive Custler, the Dark Pit novels. So I wanted to be that guy who saved the day. But as I started to grow up, the badass women characters continued to keep my strong interest. Ripley, Scully, Leia, hell yeah. Uh, the woman who grabbed my interest the most was Ripley, and I believed I could be her. I was partway there with the same name and began to pursue a career in science. And in high school, then college, I found a kinship with Dr. Ellie Sattler. I had fond memories and associations with her character, but as my eyes opened more to the disparity of how men and women are depicted, my love of her grew. She was a true badass and so smart. She was kind and strong and helped save Lex and Tim. So during my first year at graduate school, now a PhD candidate, soon to have my doctorate in biology. What, what? That's awesome. Jurassic World came out, and I was reminded of Dr. Sattler and Mr. Character and her intelligence and independence. I believe seeing a woman with a PhD who could solve problems, cared about other characters, and fought through injuries and against velociraptors subconsciously drove me to science and began a fear... And and to become a fierce, independent person. So as Halloween came about, I became Dr. Ellie Sattler and toted a Triceratops as a reference to her paleobotanist knowledge, helping figure out what had made the Triceratops sick. And so Ellen um, is attaching a picture. And I mean, classic Dr. Ellie Sattler, although she's got the injuries, which I think is a really nice touch. And then, yeah, she has a little Triceratops uh, in a fanny pack, which is rad. Um the outfit was fun to put together, hiking boots, thrifted uh, thrifted belt, high-waisted khaki shorts, men's shirt, and a blue shirt with faux tortoise uh, tortoiseshell sunglasses. Of course, carrying my triceratops in a fanny pack. I'll need to wear it again and get better pictures. I think that was pretty cool. Um, oh, and she's with a plant. Um, thank you, Stephen, for creating this project and asking me to share when I responded to your throwback of Dr. Alan Grant. And then she ends with the quote, Dr. Ian Malcolm. God creates dinosaurs. God destroys dinosaurs. God creates man. Man destroys God. Man creates dinosaurs. Dinosaurs eat man. Woman inherits the earth. Ellen. Oh, and then she says, P.S. Give some pets and cookies to Penny Lane. I definitely will. Uh, thank you, Ellen. That was really sweet. And and what more to say? I mean, I Dr. Ellie Sattler is definitely an inspiration, and it's awesome to see. Uh, I mean, I think it's amazing when it, when it, when people pursue science based on these films. I feel like I could do a whole episode on that. People who have pursued a career, um, you know, in STEM, um, just based on being inspired by a movie. I think that's so wonderful. And I think that's really awesome. So, um, yeah, thank you. (laughs) So this next email is from Jordan. She says, hi, Steven. My name is Jordan and I wanted to share my costumes from last year and this coming Halloween. Last year I went as Lady Owen Grady. I like the way that sounds. And this year I will be Ellie Sattler. I dress my pugs up as dinosaurs, and it's my absolute favorite. <laughs> Still a little upset we didn't win the costu- the costume contest at Pugoween. Yes, it's a thing. Please Google it. I'm, I'm doing that right after this. Um, anyway, I hope you enjoy, and I absolutely love that you're doing this podcast. I de- definitely reference Jurassic Park more than anyone I know, and it's nice to know I'm not alone in my love for it. Like my MySpace name back in the day was X Dino Jor X. Uh, you know, you, you, can, you can see the MySpace name in your head, uh, for goodness sake. And on that embarrassing note, have a great day. So Jordan sent a couple of pictures. Oh, look at her pug. Um, classic Dr. Ellie Sattler. Um, oh, her lady Owen Grady is awesome. That I mean, that Owen Grady outfit is really the, like the dark gray uh, jeans, like and then the brown and the dark blue. Like that's such a good look. Um, she's at a convention and there's that like that um, blow up dinosaur costume that's sort of been making the rounds for the last few years. Um, oh, she's with another Owen Grady, which is awesome. Um, yeah, her Owen Grady costume is super rad. Um, and her Ellie Sattler costume is awesome too. Thank you, Jordan. This next email is from Charmaine. Charmaine? Charmaine? 
I hope I got it right. Sorry. Um, okay, so this wasn't my Halloween costume. Look, most of my Jurassic Park costumes weren't Halloween costumes either. It's okay. We make we make it work. Okay, so this wasn't my Halloween costume, but it was my cosplay that I wore to Comic-Con in November 2015. I saw Jurassic World on opening day, and as soon as I saw the film was over, I knew two things. That I needed to watch it again as soon as possible. Me too. And that I needed to cosplay as Claire Deering at my next Comic-Con. I got home and started ordering everything I needed to put the cosplay together straight away. Here are a few pictures of the of the completed outfit. And yes, at Comic-Con, I did have to run in those heels. Oh my gosh. So, Charmaine, Charmaine. Uh, I mean, it's like uncanny. It's so perfect. Her costume, I mean, Claire's costume is so iconic. Just the, you know, just recalling Hammond and, but like with the new spin on it that I, I really liked, I really liked the costume design in Jurassic World a lot. I think it's underappreciated. And when I see like Jordan and um, Charmaine uh, wearing these outfits outside of the movie, it just kind of, it was like, oh yeah, wow, that really is a cool, I mean, overall Jurassic Park, I feel like is underappreciated in the costume design department. I actually did an article about the fashion of Jurassic Park uh, a while ago. I'll post it. I don't know if I've posted it um, around, but I will. uh, So you guys can read it. Um, so up next, we have a handful of costumes from people on Twitter and Instagram that I'll just briefly go through. So Brad Jost, who you know, is the host of the Jurassic Park podcast, which I was uh, very lucky to be a guest on, uh, recently, um, this month actually. So you can, I'll put a link to that as well too, but Brad, oh my God, he had, he, uh, he just, um, responded on a Twitter thread with his Muldoon. And it's incredible. I mean, he's got the short shorts, the high socks, the shotgun, uh, like the hat, everything. So great. Um, also responding to a Twitter thread was uh, Todd underscore Hatch. And he has a really great Dr. Alan Grant. Uh, he's got the raptor claw. He's got the sunglasses, the hat. Every, I mean, that's a really nice touch because like I've done Dr. Alan Grant, but I haven't had, you know, his hat that he originally wears, you know, he. Um, so I really like. Uh, that was a really nice touch. Um, thanks, Todd, for sharing that. Um, and then the boys at uh, Jurassic Unicast, which is another great Jurassic podcast, and they do um, they do the pop quiz segment on uh, the Jurassic Park podcast as well. Um, so they it wasn't Halloween, but um, th- it was a 30th birthday party, and so they had the full like Jurassic Park gate and Nedry and Owen and Hammond. Um, and Grant and a Stegosaurus. And uh, it just makes me so happy to see group pictures for Jurassic Park because I feel like it doesn't happen very often. Uh, so it makes me happy. So thanks, guys. Um, and then Katie Sutton, K Sutton 96 um, on Instagram, uh, uh, Dr. Ellie Sattler, uh, Dr. Alan Grant. Um, and then there's just like a puppet of a dinosaur. But I thought the really great detail was these cardboard boxes that were painted to look like the Jeeps, um, which is so fucking rad. I love incorporating vehicles because the vehicles in Jurassic Park are as equally iconic. So um, that's awesome. Um, K Sutton 96. uh, Thank you. And then um, Jordan Marshall on Instagram tagged me. Uh, she was also Dr. Ellie Sattler. Again, can't get enough of Dr. Ellie Sattler. It's such a great look. Um, and she <laughs> she also uh, put her dog in a dinosaur costume, which, again, bonus points for animals dressed as dinosaurs. I can't get enough of it. Um, thank you, Jordan. That's really awesome. Yeah, your Dr. Ellie Sattler is also awesome. Also on Instagram is Kristen, uh, Kristenuous. 
Um, and she did Ellie Sattler, very classic, iconic. Um, again, just the freaking best. Dr. Ellie Sattler has the best outfit. Thanks, Kristen. And then my friend Bella, um, she dressed up as Claire. And again, Claire costume, so iconic, so perfect. And she even um, has a Jurassic Park phone case. So another nice touch, which I thought was really cool. So um, those are all the Jurassic Park costumes, um, which, uh, again, just makes me so happy because I couldn't dress up as a Jurassic Park thing this year. So character, dinosaur, vehicle or otherwise, but uh, or <laughs> Mr. DNA uh, or anything like that. So uh I am very glad and thankful everyone shared with me their Jurassic Park costumes. So, um, you know, and it's never too late, too. I mean, if you're if you want to tag me in more Jurassic Park costumes that you're dressing up as because, yeah, this comes out on Halloween. So if you're dressing up as Jurassic Park uh, tonight, please tag me. I would love to see that uh, you dressed up as a character or dinosaur or vehicle or something else from Jurassic Park. <laughs> um, so, uh Yeah. The next thing I wanted to talk about or play for you guys uh, was so I was in Toronto this month um, on tour with My Favorite Murder, and I got to hang out with my friend Stephanie Cook, who you heard from in the Dinosaurs episode of uh, this podcast, and she took me to the ROM, the Royal Ontario Museum, which is their natural history museum, and we had um, we had such a great time. Um, again, we got to relive a moment from her story that she told about being a kid and going there. And so we recorded a little, um, just kind of our thoughts and feelings about going that day. So I'm just going to play that right now. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Because we went to the Royal Ontario Museum today mm-hmm. in Toronto. Mm-hmm. Toronto. Toronto. Uh, Toronto. <laughs> Views from the six. <laughs> oh. Whatever Drake memes. Um, who's that? Who's that? <laughs> A loyal to. Wait, do you say Torontons? Torontonians. Torontonians. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Um, for listeners, I mean, look, if you're listening to this, you heard Stephanie Cook. You heard her tell her story about um, about going to the museum as a child and sort of being disappointed that they weren't actual dinosaurs, that they were bones. Well, I mean, they were actual dinosaurs, yeah, but they, yeah. were just, they were just... But I was very late to the party. Like, but... I got to them 
way past like their expiration. Sixty five million years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was way too late. But but um, no, I mean that was just such a. That's like one of my favorite stories that I've been <laughs> telling people when you know when people ask me about the podcast. I'm like, that's one of my favorite like anecdotes and stories that people have shared on this podcast so far. So <laughs> my mom like still tells that story to like everybody. Like she's like, let me tell you about what my daughter is like. <laughs> like Stephanie cook and the bones. Yeah. Yeah. Like she honestly, like um, the last time I visited her in Prince Edward Island, um, we went to like a trivia night and it was like a general trivia night, but like she introduced me to like 5 million people. That's a lie that many people don't live in Prince Edward Island, but like, she must have told that story like a few times at least like to different people and be like, Oh, like here, let me explain my daughter to you. Um, <laughs> yeah, she loves telling that story. And I also <laughs> very much, it's, it's one of those stories that I don't actually hate my mother like telling, you know, like your parents always have those embarrassing stories where they're yeah. just like, Oh, let me tell you about this. And you're like, mom, stop. Just shh. Because you, <laughs> you still yeah. hide that shame inside yeah. you. You're like, don't remind like, me of uh, my shame. Yeah. But I actually don't hate this because I'm like, this this is on par with how I feel still yeah. about dinosaurs. You're like, damn it, I'm <laughs> like, still too late. I'm still upset about this. Like, I still go into the ROM and I'm just like, but why are they real? <laughs> <laughs> but you did... Um, because currently I'm here in Toronto mm -hmm. hanging out and you were like, we have to go to the ROM, the yes. Royal Ontario Museum. So mm -hmm. you were kind enough to deal with your shame, <laughs> to share your shame with me. Yeah. Yes. Not only on a podcast, but to actually take me to the museum. Um, and it was really rad. I mean, it's it's definitely one of the best natural history museums I've ever been to, for sure. It's like in the top three. Really? Okay. Yeah. That makes me feel good. Like I like, I really like my museum, but I don't know how it stacks up to like, others if that makes sense like yeah, i yeah. i love aquariums and like when i was traveling a lot i would go to like aquariums everywhere and like toronto's aquarium's pretty good but like i don't i don't have a lot of other natural history museums to kind of compare it to well i mean i guess i will say that i've been to the if we're just naming names i've been to the uh i've been to the natural history museum of los angeles i've been to the whatever the actual long name is for the science center slash natural history museum in San Francisco, the da 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 center for the, like the San Francisco one. I can't even remember the full name of it, but, um, the one there, the one there, the one in San Francisco, which is dope. Um, and then I've been to the, uh, natural history museum in London. I've been to the mm -hmm. natural history museum in our, in Dublin. I've been to, uh, the natural history museum, uh, the Queensland museum in Brisbane in Australia. I've been to the, uh, Melbourne Museum, their Naturalist Museum in Melbourne. And then I've been to the Australian Museum, which is Sydney's Natural History Museum. And now I've been to the Royal Ontario Museum here in You're Toronto. so worldly and cultured. <laughs> Except I'm just like exploring the past uh, <laughs> yeah. and dinosaurs. Yeah. Um, but mostly the dinosaurs. So I'm clearly an expert now. <laughs> and Snapchatting. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, I hope I'm not missing any. I don't... Uh, and I've been to Te Papa, which I guess is a natural history museum in Wellington. So that okay. that technically counts, I guess, too. But um, and I can't remember if I didn't. I don't think I went to any in Scotland. Um, anyway, so that's just me bragging about traveling now. <laughs> but um, no, but I really like the museum because I think what was really cool is they had like a section for um, 
like new discoveries, yeah. which I actually talked about on the on a different Minnesota listener sent an email about the Wendy Sar- Wendy Ceratops. <laughs> yeah, you were calling it almost what I was like. Yeah, Wendy Saurus, <laughs> Wendy Ceratops. And I think the person who sent it in was named Wendy. And I just think that's so funny. I don't know. I just My remember. My time has come. Yeah, I'm finally yeah, right? named after a dinosaur. Yeah, well, I mean, it, you know, again, for listeners, the last Minnesota discovered that the California state dinosaur is named after me. Uh, I'm just oh, bring, yes. yeah, 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 I'm just bring, making that fact now. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. clearly. Um, but uh yeah, it was great. And also like, I mean, definitely has like so many um I mean, it has a lot of dinosaurs because Canada just has tons of dinosaurs. Yeah. Like there's I mean, there's like a few that were definitely found like in across Canada, but like Alberta has like a butt ton of them. Yeah. A, <laughs> a metric butt ton. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, Albertosaurus yes. is, you know, yeah. a very famous dinosaur named after. Uh, I like that it, like, looks like Albertosaurus. Like, he's, like, fancy. Like, he should have a suit on. <laughs> Alberto! And a little bow tie. <laughs> yeah. Oh. And a top hat. <sighs> top hat dinosaur. <laughs> um, yeah, I really like the museum just because I feel like they also, like, the way that they group stuff together was cool. Like, mm-hmm by the different periods of time. And then they yeah. had that whole area with all the duck build dinosaurs, which I learned that you guys have one of the oldest, if not the oldest, um, Parasaurolophus specimen, which for me was like really cool. Cause that's one of my favorite dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it was cool that you had the, the corpse of Littlefoot, the, oh, little, yeah. <laughs> the little baby sauropod. I know it was which, sad. It was very cool. It's like, Oh, this is so cool. But also tragic, but also tragic. He was so young. He just wanted the, the, what was the star called? Oh, no. Morning Star? I haven't. We haven't. I mean, that's. that's I haven't watched it in a long time. I definitely tried to convince us to watch it yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, no, it's too sad. And then we're back. And I was like, that's also too sad. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was Um, a lot of tragic movies. And then we watched Volcano. Yeah. Yeah. And Lake Placid. Oh, God. Um, (laughs) But I mean. That's the first time I'd ever seen a baby sauropod at a yeah. at, like out of all these museums of dinosaurs. That's the first time I've seen baby sauropods. And so. I think like I'm spoiled with it because like I don't realize like what kind of stacks up like what other museums would typically have or not have. Because you've gone to like First Fridays there and stuff. Yeah, and, yeah. Which is really Spice cool. Spice Girls, what up? <laughs> Spice Girls and dinosaurs. Yeah, it was the best. Um, I'm trying to remember what else I liked about the music, about the, specifically the dinosaur part. Well, there was also, I think, oh, you were going to say the dinosaur part. I was just going to say like the museum itself, like the building. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that was, yeah, I mentioned, I was like kind of excited about that. How it's like, it looks like it's like an old Victorian building, but then all of a sudden like a modern art building is also smashed into it. Yeah. So it's like a mix of like an old, kind of like how like the Natural History Museum in the UK in in London is very much like an old museum. It's very like um, Victorian style or even the one in Dublin is also like that. But this is like MoMA and like, you know, uh, the Tate Modern and stuff, but like mashed together. Like, yes. And it's really cool. Um, Yeah. I mean, yeah. And there's just like little passageways to like go around different spots and you can look at the, yeah, we were constantly looking at the, um, Ooh, should I look? This I know up? it's like weird because it's like I'm I'm not even remotely close, but I'm gonna call him the Franco Tosaurus, <laughs> James Franco Saurus. <laughs> yes. It's totally the James Franco. It's like the Fungatolunca Saurus. Yeah, it's something ridiculous. No, I wrote it down uh, for this podcast. Clearly, you took a photo. Yeah, I did take a photo far away. <laughs> um, 
It is the Foodalongosaurus. Foodalongosaurus. Yeah, I was going to say that sounds like an ad for Subway. <laughs> Foodalongosaurus. <laughs> oh, no. Um, but yeah, it's a sauropod that kind of reminds me of like a Diplodocus or something like that. It's like kind of short, but has like very kind of like tall legs <laughs> or like a brachiosaurus. Just like that cheetah. Just like that cheetah. Oh, yeah. The gift shop was on point. Yeah. I'll give props to... Uh, to Toronto, because mm-hmm. your Naturalist Museum gift shop is is as good, if not maybe even better than the one the one in LA. Whereas yeah. Australian Naturalist Museums, your uh, your merch was a little lacking. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna be frank okay. because I was a little because there was one or two things like I wanted to buy, but I was like I can't fit in my suitcase, so I'll buy it online later. Uh, they don't have online stores, no. so I was like, ah. so if any so. If any of my Aussie Buy buds want to help me out, just message me because I really want to get a book from the um, the Melbourne Museum. Yeah, the Melbourne Museum. There was like a really great like, um, you know, like vintage, like um, oh. like a, a anatomy kind of stuff. There's like a book. Very cool. But I didn't get it, get it. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, the Royal Ontario Museum definitely, I feel like, lived up to the hype for sure. Again, it's just like the sheer volume. That's what's really exciting to me sometimes is like, going to natural history museums like the melbourne museum is like that too where it's like oh my god like it's not just like like one two three dinosaur skeleton like full-size dinosaur skeletons it's like you there's like literally like i mean there's probably over 15 like yeah or more than that and and having the like the quetzalcoatlus like the flying reptile above and, like, oh yeah all that stuff yeah. is just like because it's like that thing where you almost get like Dude. lost in it do like the other museums have like one of the things that I really like about the ROM is they have the little diagrams and the little plaques and they have they show you what is real and what is actually just a cast. Not all of them do. Okay. Um, because some of those museums are moving closer to having just cast. Oh. So I think I th- I mean I'm sure that's probably like a hot debate amongst like that community of mm-hmm. like should we just move to complete you know, complete cast or not, or but then what's the point if you can't like? I mean, there there is something exciting about knowing that what you're seeing in front of you is like, like the a, real a thing. Bajillion years old, <laughs> scientific, <laughs> scientifically a bajillion years. Oh, that's the thing I should say too. Um, I mean, I'm trying to think if I have anything else to say. I mean, I feel like it was just a rad experience, and I'm so glad I got. Yeah, we I mean, we recreated the photo. Yeah. of you being. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there wasn't an original photo, no, but, but like no. recreated that moment, which yeah. I really appreciate. That you um, did that. And like knowing you and like we've been friends for a while now and like like you've been talking about coming to visit Toronto for like forever. Yeah. And like I think that was like the first thing. It's like, oh, got to take Stephen to the ROM. Like that's like Toronto 101 for like Stephen. No, I mean, again, I was very I felt very lucky that I got to go out here um, with my favorite murder. And so it was like the moment I was like, I'm going to Toronto. I was just like, the rum, you know, it's like, I have to go. This is the only thing I care about doing while we're here. Like we spent like a a lot of time like wandering and then checking out other stuff and then cleansing our palate with more dinosaurs. (laughs) Yeah. We're like, let's go to the dinosaurs before we leave. So that's like the last thing we see. Um, And by the time we went through it the second time, Despacito was like less stuck in my uh, head. No, we're going to get it stuck in everyone's head here because we've been listening. We we heard it the whole time we were in that museum. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's that Uber. It's just like, I'm going to play this on repeat the whole way. It was beautiful. Um, No, but I was going to say just because 
when I got into Toronto, the first thing I saw was a, a mini display from the uh, the ROM in the Toronto airport mm-hmm. having um, a theropod, I think an Allosaurus, I'm pretty sure, or maybe a Utah Raptor or something like that. I didn't get a, I, I don't remember what it, what theropod it was specifically. But it like got you excited to like. Well, it was just like, come on. Like, get off the airport and there's literally a dinosaur skeleton. There's literally a fossil, of you know, a dinosaur sitting in front of me as I like walk out into Toronto. It's like, oh, like you have been, you've come to your town. You're like, well, I know this trip's going to be good. Yeah, yeah. Chewy, we're home. (laughs) I mean, that's probably been used a lot, but that's how I felt. (laughs) Exactly. So obviously I love natural history museums a bunch and I'm going to try and just, I mean, at this point I'm just going to go and try to go to every one whenever I travel. So if you have a favorite natural history museum, let me know. And if I'm in that city, I definitely would want to check it out. Um, And then next I wanted to briefly touch on that. I played the Jurassic Park arcade game. So the Lost World arcade game was one of my favorites uh, growing up. I definitely sunk in some serious change into that game. Uh, that I think that might be my favorite Jurassic Park video game, um, but I definitely haven't played as many Jurassic Park video games as I think some people have. I mean, the Sega Genesis platformer was definitely the one that I owned um, and played a lot. And then the arcade, the Lost World arcade game, not the Jurassic Park arcade game, but the Lost World one was one that I definitely played um, a lot as well. And so um, this Jurassic Park arcade game is uh, relatively new. It's from 2015. Um, by a company called Raw Thrills. And it's so interesting. So I'll read you the little like synopsis of the game. Um, it says the players are part of an in-gen security team that attempts to reclaim the park in Island Nublar following the events of the first movie. A volcanic eruption has caused the island to become unstable and the team must restore order to the park by capturing three of the park's most dangerous dinosaurs, a Triceratops, a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and a Spinosaurus. So... Um, I think people know my feelings about game canon um, and it's whatever, but it's uh, <laughs> this game is really fun. I mean, it's, you know, it's very much in the same vein as the the Lost World arcade game that I feel like a lot of people know and love. Um, it's very it's just funny. I like the, the idea is you're supposed to capture these di- dangerous dinosaurs, but then the rest of them, you're just like you're just like mowing them all down and you're just like. Hmm, this doesn't feel, you know, supposedly they're being tranked, but I don't know. It's just, you know, you know, video games where there's like hundreds of dinosaurs, like just jumping at you and stuff like that. It's it's feels very kind of anti Jurassic Park in a way. But obviously, you know, it's a video game, so you got to have fun uh, somehow. So um, but I did like this concept, the idea that you actually have to try and capture them. So the the idea that at least in part of this game, they sort of tried something different was really cool. Um, and yeah, it was just a really fun game. I mean, it's just it's like if Michael Bay was directing a Jurassic Park movie. Um, but I'm glad that that's only relegated to the games and not to the movies themselves. So that was really fun. I don't know. I I was at a movie theater and just stumbled upon it. I didn't even I wasn't even thinking about it. And it was then all of a sudden it was like, oh, wait, I guess I'm playing and beating this whole game. But um, uh, if you've played it, uh, I want to hear your thoughts about it, too. I mean, it's an interesting plot um, that some of it might uh, might be used in Fallen Kingdom. So very interesting. Um, Yeah, let me know if you've played it. And right now I just wanted to thank a few people for some very nice 
things that they've given me. Um, I have a PO box and so some people have been sending really nice stuff. Um, again, which I'm always blown away by that you guys want to send me some cool things and everything. I'm, you know, I love it. So, um, (laughs) Bella, as you heard from earlier, who dressed up as Claire, she sent me this really cool T-Rex head. Uh, it's like a storage thing. They suggest you can put Legos in it or like, maybe office supplies or something. I don't know. I'm kind of hanging it on my wall um, uh, right now, but I feel like I'm going to think of like something. Maybe I'll put like Halloween candy or something in it. But um, thanks, Bella. That was really sweet of you. Um, And uh, Judy, who um, has been really sweet. She has a a vintage clothing uh, shop called Pop Vintage. Um, I'll put a link to it in the show notes. Um, she's sent me a JP, the ride t-shirt before, and she sent me another one. Um, let me grab it. So the shirt, it says, um, it shows the front is says perception. And then it's, um, it's just a T-Rex skeleton. It's just a fossil. And then on the back it says reality. And then there's just a, it's just kind of an homage to the, um, the T-Rex bursting out of the, the, the wall or whatever at the end of the ride before you go down the, you know, before you go down the drop and it's, uh, yeah, from universal studios, Hollywood. It's definitely very nineties looking. It's so fucking rad. It's like extra large, but it's beautiful. And I can't wait to wear it out and about. And she also got me some, uh, Jurassic Park trading cards that are not trading cards, uh, uh, playing cards like poker, style kind of uh, playing cards that have some really cool illustrations of Jurassic Park dinosaurs on it. So thanks, Judy, for always looking out for me whenever you're uh, going thrift shopping. Um, It's funny, that reminds me of... uh, There was one time when I was in Santa Barbara in college, and there was just a bag of Jurassic Park toys at a thrift shop. And this was kind of before my Jurassic Park uh, love reignited, and I just was looking at it, and I was like... I love Jurassic Park as a kid. Do I want to get it? And I decided not to. But, you know, who knows at the end of the day, that probably went to a child who actually would play with it instead of me where I would just actually I would play with it. So, damn it. And I got an amazing gift from my friend Sawyer, uh, Sawyer underscore Lennox on Instagram or F and casual on Twitter. And it's a it's a to show my love and appreciation of Congo. Um, it's a Congo t-shirt with Amy the gorilla on the back and it's a Pepsi shirt and it says nothing else is a Pepsi. And then Amy, good gorilla, Amy. I don't know. It's very bizarre, but I really love it a lot. And thank you Sawyer for sending that to me. That just makes me feel really special. And then I also, uh, got, oh my God, I gotta, I gotta pick these up. So when I was also, when I was in Toronto, um, uh, Amanda messaged me and she had a very sweet gift for me, um, which had a lot of Canadian, uh, stuff like a Canadian shot glass and a maple leaf keychain. But the, the, the real sweet part of the gift that I thought was amazing, um, was these dinosaur, uh, coffee mugs or, you know, tea, whatever you want to put in them. Um, and one's a T-Rex like dinosaur and one's a sauropod, maybe a diplodocus question mark. Um, but Amanda, that was very sweet of you again to give me these gifts. Um, I am already using them, um, with my coffee because I work from home now and I need a lot of coffee. So thank you, Amanda. She's on Instagram at UG fine, whatever, which is kind of my favorite, uh, Instagram handle ever. Um, 
Yeah, that was very sweet of you, Amanda. I really appreciate it. So thank you for um, for your lovely gifts. And then also when I was um, in Detroit for the My Favorite Murder shows, and I don't, I didn't see whose uh, name was uh, attached to it, but somebody gave me uh, a really nice murderino gave me a Petoskey stone, which is the official stone of Michigan. It's a fossil coral of the genus Hexagonaria. This coral lived approximately 350 million years ago. Uh, in the sea which used to cover michigan it is a compound coral and that many animals live together in this colony in each small hexagon chamber is the prehistoric remains of a saltwater of saltwater marine life it is called a petoskey stone because it is found in abundance around uh petoskey in the area of little uh traverse bay um yeah it's just a beautiful you can just kind of see like all these little corals like crushed in this little piece of stone and it's really awesome because it's a fossil which is so fucking cool and i didn't um i didn't see who gave it to me so and i think they gave karen and georgia uh some one as well too um so that was very sweet of you uh, and if you gave it to me uh please let me know so i can tag you uh thank you and then finally um god geez, ugh, everyone's so nice to me um a really nice murderino uh murderinos in uh, Madison or Minneapolis gave me a Jurassic world lunch pail with like this, like fiery red T-Rex, like, um, I don't know, some unused hybrid T-Rex. Um, it's like a little hologram. It's very nineties. And, um, I don't know who gave this to me, uh, cause I wasn't there. Um, but if you did let me know because you're amazing and I'm definitely going to like, I don't, you know what? When I go out, you know, when I go out to like when I go to the San Diego Zoo or something and I take a lunch with me, I'll take my lunch in here. So thank you uh, for that. And then briefly, I wanted to mention two pieces of uh, fan art that people have done, which is, again, I'm very um, blushing right now. Um, uh, Sarah um, or Cezabez on Instagram did artwork of me as a stegosaurus which a stevosaurus which i fucking i don't know it's like so her drawing style is so cool and that little sketch was really nice so thank you um i posted that on my personal instagram but i'll post it on to see jurassic right um and then jessica aka cat lady lifts on instagram she <laughs> sent me a painting of um, basically it's the scene from jurassic park of the brachiosaurus but my head is in the place of the brachiosaurus and I have my flat, my, my classic flower crown on. Um, yeah, it's very bizarre, but I love it. Um, thank you, uh, Jessica, uh, AKA cat lady lifts. Um, and then finally, I just wanted to wrap up the show with a couple of Patreon shout outs because as you know, um, uh, see Jurassic right is doing Patreon and I'm doing tons of cool bonus like mini sods and sending people pins and, um, there's just a lot of stuff I want to do with this podcast that, um, I definitely want to just, you know, have more and more time for it. And so the more people donate, basically it just kind of makes me want to, it gives me the ability to not freelance as much, um, so that I can, uh, free up my space to do this more. And so I would love to do this, um, you know, a lot, you know, I'd like to spend a significant amount of my weeks working on this cause that would be really amazing. And again, everyone who supported me so far has been really wonderful. And I wanted to thank two new Patreons this month, Jessica and Kira, um, for donating. And um, yeah, thank you again, patreon.com slash Jurassic right. 
Uh, I'm very overwhelmed by how sweet everyone's been this month with the gifts and with, um, you know, just interacting with the show. And please let me know what you guys think. Um, you know, the main episodes, the mini-sodes, uh, the Fan Fiction Friday. It seems like a lot of people are really enjoying that. Um, so, yeah, it's been so much fun. And um, there's just so many exciting things coming up in the next few months um, as we get closer and closer to Fallen Kingdom that I'm excited to share with you. And the last thing I wanted to ask is uh, November is uh, we're going to talk about Jurassic Park 3. So I'm excited. I have some good guests for that episode. And I really wanted to hear everyone's Alan. Um, so if you haven't seen Jurassic Park 3 yet, you should. Uh, there's a little dream sequence involving a velociraptor. And I just want to hear everyone call in with their best impression of that raptor. And I'll make like a little compilation of everybody saying it. I think that'd be really funny. So yeah, call in uh, 323-688-6969 to share that. That would be really awesome. As well as if you have any Jurassic Park 3 stories as well. Um, Jurassic Park 3 is such a bizarre movie, um, but there's a lot to love there. And if anybody has any unique stories related to seeing Jurassic Park 3, I was a freshman in high school when it came out, or almost a freshman. It was the summer between eighth grade and ninth grade. Uh, but yeah, it's, so if you want to do that again, call or, uh, email, um, see Jurassic right at gmail.com and, uh, yeah, thank you for listening. I will see you soon and happy Halloween. also interact with me and the show by following me on twitter at Stephen ray morris and following sjr pod on twitter see jurassic right on instagram see jurassic right on facebook or you can send me an email at see jurassic right at gmail.com not only am i looking forward to talking to people about their jurassic park experiences and hearing yours but i also am going to be sharing ephemera from my childhood and oh god i'm going to share the fan fiction uh, on there as well and pictures and toys and everything it's going to be great and I wanted to thank Caitlin Thompson and Tim Ruggery at ACAST, Molly McAleer, Heather Mason, Stephanie Cook, Sarah Iyer, and you. See Jurassic Right is an ACAST podcast. Check out the show on their mobile app. And thank you for listening. Until next time.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.